0: Really healthy because it's just like a security that has no knowledge. It's like England's, Yeah. So it wants to rush in and take it to. It doesn't want to be in the state of no platform. It wants to know. So not to implies one. It doesn't imply one. It just says not to. Yeah. I, hmm? I need to make a decision. Well, the decision's already <laughs> yeah. made. That's it's, what I keep coming up with. You need to make the decision. Well, you've made a decision, in a sense, not to make the decision. If you see there isn't a you not making the decision, that's the decision in a way. Like in recovery, you don't mind, anyone? recovery? Yeah, most people are. But you'll get the sense of it. In recovery, which is an incredible book, really. This book, uh, not that book, the Holy Bible, no. Well, maybe. I don't want to go there, though. But in this book, it's really cool. Because the whole book gets to this one point of the whole principle of the program is to surrender one's will and life over the care of a higher power. That's the whole gist of it. They actually call it, it's the keystone to the archway to freedom. So it's, he says it in a lot of different ways, but to sort of emphasize the importance of it. Yeah. And if you're in recovery, at least in this area, the third step is trumpeted quite a lot. And so here, in the book, he's going to actually, the guy who wrote the book, with the help of other, like a hundred other people, you know, they had to review it. When he wrote the book of it, and some parish people heard this let the other day, but I'm into it now. So. so it says in the bottom of this paragraph on 62, it says, all right, he, the last few pages he's talking about how self has to be somewhat defeated, or it will kill you, yeah, self-centeredness, self-whatever. Self-pity, all this stuff. So it says it basically, and that no human power could probably help you, you know, finalize the deal. It's sort of no. It has got to be an access of power greater than human power or selfing and whatever, and that greater power alleviates the dilemma of the lesser power. So here, so he gets to the point. He goes, this is the how and why of it, which is a pretty comprehensive statement. If I said like the how and why of something it means it covers pretty much the whole all the bases. And it says and it says first of all, now first of all it doesn't say to surrender your willing life to the higher power. It says first of all, we had to quit playing God. <laughs> yeah? And then it did why? Because it didn't work. And then it goes, next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director, whatever you want to call that. Yeah? So actually the preceding step is much more important than the next step because when there's a realization you're not what's playing God, that is the living third step. That's the living third step. Because then the surrender isn't being performed by what you think is God and therefore can't take it back, which most people live in the program of I surrendered my will but then I took it back and I surrendered about everything else but my body and image and then I you know, whatever. It's just like it's a deal. So it's like you gave you gave something really valuable to a little kid, and you keep taking it back because it doesn't have as so much power as you. Yeah. This is an experience a lot of people have, and surrendering. So and they go surrender a lot because they keep taking seemingly it back. Yeah. That's playing God. Yeah. That's playing God. If you realize you're not what's playing God, that enters you. You possibly can be an expression of a state of mind called surrender, yeah? Which is a whole different state than surrendering and then not surrendering and then surrendering. That's an experience with a primary state in place which is the state of selfing playing God, yeah? So it plays God with God, it plays God with Buddha nature, it plays God with enlightenment. It makes enlightenment a thing and it's the subject and that may, I'm, the, I'm the one who may get enlightened as if light enlightenment winning crashing on your little party, but maybe you could call off your party and then seek for enlightenment. You know, it's an insane level of playing God. Yeah. So in that state of playing God, an experience in that state of playing God in a program recovery is the act of surrendering and taking it back and surrendering and taking it back, surrendering and taking it back. That's not a state. That's an experience. That's that's having a light produced by the state of mind playing God. Yeah? Now, if they're seeing that you're not that which is playing God, if you're not that which is playing God, the energy that allows playing God to seem to be real to you is the interest and attention that the mind puts in it. And the interest and attention that your mind puts in it is because it's you. Yeah? If you're not that you, the interest and attention leaves that act of playing God and then it's seen through to be a paper God. Yeah, You realize it has no juice anymore. You've been released from the little mental porno theater you've been in and you're not watching the 80th version of Debbie Does Dallas again or Paul Does This or Paul gets done by this. <laughs> you're not watching it anymore. You've gotten a ticket out of the theater because your interest and attention isn't wedded to the, th- the movie of you because you've lost interest in that movie. So while it's playing God, it doesn't mean the the conditional head stops playing God. It's just that God juice that it used to have, by your identification as that, yes, has been removed. In other words, the juice of God isn't going into the production. So the production sort of stinks. And then you can see it clearly. This is freaking ridiculous. This, This same, like, traveling troop has been here over and over for years, coming back to the little station called Paul and then performing. You better be worried. You better be anxious. Ooh, things are coming away that are going to be really, really bad. <laughs> Ooh. You know, so, the playing God doesn't have to stop. It's, the, it's in, if you want to humbly say it, it's in God putting its juice into the playing God. So let's say in a sense, as a potentiality, you are God, yes. And when that potentiality is put into the idea of the potential or the idea of being a self, then selfing becomes somewhat godlike, at least to you. It can cause false evidence to appear real. Yeah. You can take information that is totally has no connection to any anything that's actually going on, but it'll seem to be the most real bit of info that you've ever seen. This is the juice of God being invested in the self-centeredness playing God. So the mental process gets the juice of God because you're identified as its central theme, a self, yes? A long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing. So now God's juice is put into this being a thing, and then it spins an incredible panoramic Technicolor movie in your head about separation and you being special and having this giant noble endeavor to find the authentic self maybe in life or whatever it may be. And it's like all the spotlights that could be illuminating life are shining on you. Yes, all your interest attention has all the tripods pointed at you. So no matter whatever you do, even things you do to get out of you, the major reflection is of you Trying to get out of you, yeah? You, the, the camera never leaves you. Even in all the work of getting out of you, it's constantly focused on you. And more, it has succeeded in its goal, which is the manufacture of a life as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And no matter how much you try to get out, the camera's following you, and you're totally in the movie. Yeah? <laughs> it's a bitch really because you really think there's a fence that you'll get to that you'll jump over and you'll be appearing on the other side of the fence and then you'll be looking back at what's the content and saying Woo! I'm, sh- I'm sure happy I'm out of there but the context is it's not like an amphibian that leaves the water of content and climbs out onto the la- ground of context. It it's it's only seems to appear in the water of content. It's not going to climb out and be a context. Oh, I've discovered my authentic self. No, there is no authentic self to discover. That's all in the content. And the amphibian ain't never coming over the land. <laughs> so every time it says, oh, I've read rest- I've reached the island of of authenticity. It's very, very wet on that island. It's very, very wet. (laughs) I've had it happen with this head. I had a feeling... (laughs) I felt I had reached the promised land. I had felt that that I was seeing all that I was not from a position that was subtly called me, very subtly called me. You know? It couldn't pass as me, because me had been very mundane and ordinary. So it was the authentic me. It was a different version of me. More sublime, more like... <laughs> fine me. You know? Instead of 180 grit sandpaper, it was like 200 grit. Very, very fine. Yeah, But it was still It was, and then I would be, I was, thank God I had gone to a talk like this. And then while the person was talking with no direct uh, thrust of this point, because of the energy in the room, the mind, it translated that energy in the room, that association with truth, translated into a very nice nugget for the mind. And I realized, geez, I thought I was looking at all these mental conditionings from the state of being, but this is a mental condition. And so the lens, which I had thought had moved as far as it could, suddenly went, Pring! just, yeah, the aperture, which has the potential to go all the way, infinitely, let's say, but because of there was an identification, that's the lock, yeah? So as soon as I thought I was the being, it locked my vision, yes, which made it stagnant, which turned it into knowing not seeing and finding out but knowing. yeah So I knew that I was re- I, the authentic self was recognizing all that I was not. And very quickly when the lens opened up, I realized that was inside the fence. And it's happened to me a number of times where what I thought was outside the fence F, it suddenly was seen to be inside the fence. And after a few of them, I found out I saw the principle in it. there is no me outside the fence. There's no point in this conscious expansion, if you want to call it, expanding into its own own size, yeah? There's no point where I become relevant. There's no point where I'm that. (laughs) So then it seemed like I didn't have to go through 80 more, you know, free samples of that I sort of got it, you know? So anytime the head gets its really its finest little... It's fine, little narration tape, yeah? This is like the one that's encoded on gold, like, film, you know? It's how it's very high, high, high production. And it whispers very subtly, like, almost like, uh, you know, like a... a lump, an old voice going through an ancient Chinese instrument, very wise. Oh, yes, this is I. Yes? I, that's also seen to be inside the fence. <laughs> the only thing outside the fence, yeah, is seeing in a way, yeah. And no matter how much my mind wants to place me here, in front of the seeing, and turn it, turn seeing into something I do or don't do or I have, yes, or I. Which if you don't have, I have a level of seeing you don't have. Whatever way I try to put myself prior to the seeing, the evidence here is that there's never a prior to the seeing. Yeah? Seeing, there's no, there's, and God forbid there is no divine seer prior to the seeing. There's just seeing. Yeah? There's no point where there's a divine seer somewhere way out there that's seeing everything. Yeah. There's just seeing of everything. And actually seeing of nothing, really. I would say its real quality is seeing nothing. And here it's been translated into looking at something. So here seeing has has been is what brings about the ability to translate this place into a subject object situation. And that's a form of looking called self-centeredness. Yeah, the self that seems to be it, that recognizes seeing happening, but claims it as something it's doing. Yeah, and it becomes the subject to the seeing. So I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm the one who's seeing. Now, I'm the one who's conscious. And then if you if that game gets set up, then you also can be the one that's unconscious. And then the prior state of all there is is, let's say, seeing or consciousness isn't held, it isn't sensed, it isn't intimated because now it becomes a quality you have or a verb that you do or something that you can attain by your actions or inactions. So you believe you can become more conscious and conversely, there's a real strong belief you can be less conscious. And the mind tends to use the less consciousness as its baseline And then the seeking arises from that to become more conscious, which only reinforces the belief that you could possibly be less conscious. Yeah, it's an incredible little maneuver. So you're very busily trying to improve yourself, and that improving self is an incredible form of obsession with self. And yet you can help improve yourself on certain levels instinctually, but that all the improvement doesn't imply an improver. Yeah. it's just improving and if there's just improving it's actually another activity here that there can be a traveling lighter through but if there's an improver and let's say you have a noble belief system of how far you can improve and to what level you can improve then there'll be a lot of mental investment in that path of improving which will bond you better than almost anything else here any other activity it's, got, it's like super glue. If your mind thinks it's noble to get out of self, forget about it. <laughs> First thing he'll do, will buy a uniform, or lights, whatever, get the beads, build the altar in the house, whatever. He'll set up all the things and then and he'll just catapult into an incredible story about you as a, as a spiritual seeker. <laughs> all the while thinking you're better than all the other stories. (laughs) This is a much more noble story than than the one I was cast as last time. (laughs) My career is upgrading. Before I was a junkie in like the Pope of Greenwich Village. Now I'm going to beautiful, highly expensive (laughs) retreats. I'm having the finest cuisine. (laughs) There's a place that I I used to go to here, you know, in Buddhism they call it the middle way, you know, I used to call it the upper middle way, (laughs) it had, the the room they put me in on retreat was better than the room I lived in in my house, they had eagle claw bathtubs, Jesus Christ, I didn't want to leave, not because of the retreat, but because of the food and where I was sleeping. Because I did, all the while I was going through that hell, my mind's mining very, like a gold enriched ore of identification, They was just yeah, you're a seeker, very good one Paul, you can meditate, I used you know, because you'd be sitting in the retreat center and very subtly or obviously, you you don't want to be the first one to leave, definitely not, <laughs> so you're trying to hold out, maybe there's only one or two you haven't heard leave, so I'm going to be the last one that leaves this room today. <laughs> and it's like competition, you know, once again. <laughs> and I used to love it as a side point. The first day, there's just one pillow. And then, you know, it's a bitch sitting on your ass. So every day, the, the mound of pillows would grow. People would have the most, almost like giant sandcastles. <laughs> just trying to get a little relief. As they were sitting on their ass for 13 hours, you know, they had like, you'd come in, there would be like 20 pillows stacked up. (laughs) Some would just say, fuck it, lay down. That was great. Just lay down, just snoring. (laughs) But there is a prior state. It's not available to you. Bring the dog in, bro. It's not available to you. It is what you may be, let's say. Yeah. So how could it be available to you? It's prior to availability. Availability in dualistic expression would seem like it could be unavailable. This is prior to to availability. It's so. Yeah. There's no second, there's no separation in time or space for there to be an access of it because it's of you, in a sense. Yeah. So the access is already in place. The possibility is right at hand, at all times, with no requirement necessary to meet it. All the considerations, quote unquote, would be on your side. Your mental considerations of why you can't be that. Yeah. I haven't done this. I blah blah blah. Yes. All this stuff, and every one every one of those ideas that's believed puts a mental or a made-up distance between you and what you are. And so in a way, you can't be separate from what you are, but you can seem to be separate from what you are. Especially when the separation yeah, is fixed on a body object, and then the identification of mind forgets its, can't forget, but it it moves from its own nature and starts acquiring the qualities of this nature. Yeah? And the more identification, the seeming more distance gets made up. It's seeming. It only appears to be true or false to you. It's not real. Yeah? But it seems to be. And in this seeming gulf, when from here you try to look at this as a thing, enlightenment or spiritual awakening, it seems to be far. Yeah? Yeah? in your mental life, Because of the conditions you seem to be in right now, and your conceptual idea of how you really need to be to be that, you're pretty much exiled, yeah? You're exiled. And so in this exile, other people, and also religions, become, they show up to be like the middle person, to sort of ferry you across this raging river. They become these pseudo-ferrymen, to ferry you across. (laughs) And some of them, while you're on the shore, to sell their ferrying ability, will tell you about an event they had when they woke up. And it probably doesn't comply with an event you've had. So there's a real feeling that you're on the shore and they're, they're floating on the water. And it's through them... That maybe I can get caught in their jet stream, and I can get sucked where they're going. In a way. It could be obvious or subtle, but there's something happening on it. So as soon as this identification gets rooted in, what you are becomes a goal, and then you see it through a mental space, yeah? And then you see it through a mental landscape. And so, of course, in this conditional mind, what has to be found is a path in this mental landscape, Yes? But it's very confusing because the mental atmosphere is foggy and confusing. So you take a path, yeah, with the hopes that it's gonna take you. Yes? But the path, in a sense, can only imply the false perception that you're separate. Because a path is something what is what goes on a path? A body, yeah. A hiker, a body. See, you call it a hiker, but the, what's going on the path isn't the hiker, it's the body. Yes? The body. So now, in this state, spirituality has been cast into terms of identification as a body. It becomes a path and a practice. What practices? A body, yeah? If I'm going to practice tennis, you're going to see me as a body playing, ten- practicing tennis, yeah? My mind doesn't practice tennis, yeah? So here, now, you're already, this has been totally rooted in place, that you're a body. And the, the only way you can really think of spirituality is something to get, to sort of graft onto you, yeah? And hopefully that'll bring you an advantage all the other things you've tried to get, haven't. <laughs> you know, it's like the last house on the block. Fuck it, spirituality, shit. I mean, I did drugs, money, sex... Nothing seems to really complete us, but lasting satisfaction, oh, fuck you! let me go, let's, let's sit around, quietly read stuff from 3,000 years ago and stuff like that. So now, you're what's already so has just been totally translated into this space-time interpretation, and now you're going to try to cross the space as if it's real, and it takes a lot of time, yes, because a path or a journey takes time, doesn't it? To get back from hence or from whence you came. How about realizing you're not what seems to have left? Yeah? I'm not saying what you are, but you may not be what seems to have left. And if you're not what seems to have left, you may find out that there's absolutely nowhere you could ever go. Yeah? When it comes to this state of, let's say, always, everywhereness. Yeah? There's nowhere on this game board you can escape it, yeah? And that can have an incredible, profound effect on your whole mental mechanism. The thing, whole thing, just drop into a level of relaxation that a huge gear of seeking just is removed out of your living, yeah? Just a big gear of it. And all this machination, and seeking is manifesting in lots of levels, lots of levels. This, but the engine of it, the engine of it is what <coughs> produces all of these tributaries, so to speak. So the engine of it is trying to find, like say so many teachers in the past would point out, you are what you're looking for. The seeker is the sought. yes? This is an open secret. It's a gateless gate. Yeah? they all trying to imply that, or like St. Francis, What's looking is what you're looking for. What you came here for is what you came here as, yeah? They're all trying to imply the idea that right underneath your nose, as you're looking right now, is seeing. Seeing, yeah? Seeing is just a bastard, it's, it's what this mental process has bastardized into a form of looking, yeah? So every time you're looking from the contraption of this mental take of us of being a self, that's seeing. Wait a minute. No, it's looking, I'm looking, that's seeing. I'm looking, that's seeing. I'm not gonna look, that's seeing. Are they seeing? That's seeing. Yeah? So seeing is primary. Always, always. Yeah? A form of looking is attempting to sort of separate one bit of seeing into another bit of seeing called looking. I'm looking and I'm, you're looking, yes? yeah. And therefore, by by cutting it into pieces, we can deny its obvious nature. Yeah, As a piece. Yeah. As a piece, we can deny the wholeness that we are. <laughs> but only in an appearance. You can't deny it, obviously. That's the good news. So when... You give up the ghost and to me the ghost is that drive of seeking when you give up that ghost the place you really wanted to get out of is actually where you transcend into <laughs> you leave the mental realm and you enter the manifest realm yeah you leave the mental realm and you and then you appear right where you're manifesting which is the manifest realm And in the manifest realm, you'll see just like they say in Buddhism, emptiness is form and form is emptiness. Manifest is unmanifest and and unmanifest is manifest. But the mental realm has a made up here, yeah? That you believe you're in. Which is made up of a here that is bookended by there and then. It's all got to do with time, this here up in the mental realm. It's all influenced by quote-unquote the past and it's impregnated with an anxiety of, quote-unquote, the future. So the here is never, you're never here in the here, in the mental here. You're in there and then, yes? And there's no entrance into here by there and then. (laughs) This is no way, no fucking way. You're ever going to enter here by there and then, in my view. So, but if I'm not the center of that mental system, the self, the self-thing, implies this optical illusion of a being a thing, you know, a body, and then the qualities of what you would call God become characteristics of you. I'm conscious, I can see, I can do this, I can do that. But they become verbs, that you seem to control the spigot now. <laughs> it's playing God on a massive scale, really. <laughs> I mean, people think they're playing God because like, they they only want to meet, they won't, will only accept love from one specific. They're playing God way beyond that. On some, such a level, you don't even... You get very few glimpses of the overall pattern of playing God by self. It's, it's mind-boggling. So, they were onto it big time in recovery. First, quit playing God. And then, next, you'll see what happens. But most people jump into the, the doing of surrendering their will in life... But they, they surrender it in the context of being God, so they think they can take it back. So the surrender has no, no long-lasting power, because it's all based on conditions and, and circumstances or tea leaves that your mind reads to suit its own agenda. Oh yes, oh, you know, everything's going well, I've surrendered. Oh, I want something and it's not coming when I want Hey, take my life back. You know, it's, it's just incredible. Really. So here, this sense of the manifest here, when you drop out of the S of self, out of that mental realm, and drop here, because this is the manifestation, this is happening Yeah, It's not happening to you or to me, but it's happening, it's manifesting. Doesn't mean it's real, but it's manifesting. In here, there is the intimation of what is truly the here, which is the non-here, so to speak, or the unmanifest. So, you can get a strong flavor while the manifestation is occurring because what's fueling the manifestation to be seen is the unmanifest. Yeah. So, every time you're looking at things, be it thoughts, feelings, everything like that, there's the seeing of nothing. The unmanifest is looking at itself, in a way. It's seeing nothing. Yeah. And it starts becoming... If the self has been disengaged, even a little bit, because if it's disengaged a little bit, it will be more disengaged. In other words, once that process of disengagement occurs, it can keep going more and more and more and more, disengaged. When that gets disengaged, there's the emphasis of looking at things, is still happening, but the emphasis moves more to the background, and the emphasis now of of seeing no thing moves to the foreground. So, you're sensing the space while you're living in the manifestation, yeah? And that space has a big influence on how you travel here. It causes, in my life, a traveling lighter that I had never could have imagined as a self. Because the self has to have heavy and light, yeah? That's its experiential... uh, rubber band in a sense it can't just have light or wouldn't have no you know it knows things by the opposite yeah so it knows I should really enjoy now because it sucked really bad last week yeah but it has that's its knowledge its knowledge is seesawish yeah it's not it's it's be- it's it's based on opposites yeah so and it, the greatest thing in recovery is that it was so bad that when it gets a little bit better like for me when i was out there After all the hopes and uh, ambitions of being a little kid, like being a a marine biologist, after a few years of active alcoholism, my my level, uh, my idea of success was not to be arrested. (laughs) You know what I mean? So when when a large amount of arrests stopped happening, there was a relief. There was a a relief, a mental relief, yeah, that I could harvest and cultivate with gratitude. Hey, shit, I'm not in fucking jail. You know, I'm not like tweaking out for fourteen hours straight on adrenaline, which I shot once, which is one of the worst things I fucking did. You know. <laughs> None of these things, you know, there was a freedom from that. And it's and in this place of contrast, it's very contrasting. But then because there's a point, that doesn't that's not enough. There's a, there's there's then instead of being in this state of slinkyism, so to speak, there is states that are like much more profoundly uh, lasting. Yeah. To me, that's what traveling lighter is like. It becomes a state, and what it does is, while your action figure is traveling over, over the terrain of its life, whatever that may be, you know, I don't know what the destiny of that action figure is, so you may have to climb big mountains or small mountains, who knows, but they'll be climbing, they'll be living, so to speak, that you'll travel lighter over all of the terrain. It doesn't mean it will stop, it will it will cut all things only be 50 feet above sea level it's not saying that it's saying but whatever the terrain is you'll travel lighter over it now that's a state that's overriding the consequential experiential state here yeah it's not based on circumstances and situations it outshines circumstances and situations yes so the mind now instead of having this tunnel vision just on this fixed reference which actually it burns this thing up really And every time you're looking at something with such importance, it's a double whammy this way. The magnifying glass is really on you as a self. You know, when you're really into something and you think you're studying it? No. All that light's bouncing off whatever object you're studying and studying, you know, reinforcing this. Yeah? So when that magnification glass is removed, the light gets more dispersed. There's more illumination. Yeah? And to me, that's the feeling of traveling lighter. Everything is light. Not that you get a light like a high beam headlight for your little path of all well, my big problems and designs. No, it's they don't aren't seen as like an AA says. It has a great statement about obsession with self. It says, you know, what will happen is you'll lose interest in yourself and in gaining interest interests us, and you'll lose interest in your little plans and designs because when you're in selfing, they're big plans and designs. <laughs> so now that the thing just illuminates. And it actually illuminates the state of mind, yeah? In other words, the state of mind is light. And so as you're traveling, that's the biggest influence. The biggest influence in this life is from no thing. Yeah? It's the biggest influence I've met. Well, I didn't need it, (laughs) actually. But through this experience, I can sense it. The biggest influence is no thing. That's what lights it up. Yeah. If all the attention is on things, it produces like a darkness or an ignorance. You're ignoring that source of light and you're trying to see its reflections and trying to understand it by its reflections when there's a real understanding of its light. Yeah. And this all started with just entertaining a simple idea someone threw out at a, message, like a meeting like this that Hey, you may not possibly be who you think you are. You know? And my mind instead of because my mind was driven, directed this way. It had never really, and anytime it was turned this way, it was turned on me. Which was actually worse than this way. You know? It was better when I was engaged in other people. Because it was better. but this way it was it questioned that me where all my intention and interest was stopping, yeah? And then my interest and attention started to go through it. And then it went into that whatever, that space, and then of course it brought back information. Downloads came not from me or to me, but from that space. And it's not a thing, you know. But the idea of being Paul wasn't what was claiming everything anymore. It went through that and new downloads about life without Paul, in a sense. And I found out after that, the biggest thing you're carrying is that dead weight called. <laughs> All and dead. I swear to God. It's like <laughs> carrying a dead carcass into each moment. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Once that was dropped, my attention, bye bye. <laughs> Everything would be different if your attention and interest was freed from one mental idea. Brilliant. It it wouldn't be so focused, it would disperse, and it would light up space, in a sense. And you'd sense that space lit up as presence there. You'd feel different as you're living than you feel now. You'd be a constant embrace of something, some influence, that would make a big impression on you, yet you can't name it, or see it, or grab it, or explain it, but... It really, it's pointless. To, there's no need to explain it because you really got the value you really needed, which is traveling lighter as you're traveling. Yeah, not as a goal while, you know, all my traveling is to get to the point of traveling lighter. That would be ending this year. It's a traveling lighter that's applicable right now. Whatever that now has going on, it's applicable it applies like that. It constantly applies, 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 applies. And you're not at the spigot. You're not at the control. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to turn towards it. It's not all that is still your relevance. Yeah? <laughs> you have no relevance. You're turning away from it doesn't mean it's not there. It only seems not to be there. You're turning towards it, it may seem to be there. It still doesn't change its quality. It's always there. Yeah? I would save yourself the trouble of thinking you're turning towards the light. <laughs> the light isn't a fixed object somewhere; it's everywhere. It's like infused, yeah. <laughs> so anywhere, you, anywhere you're looking, you're turning towards the light. <laughs> isn't it incredible when you're cut out of the, as a middle man and middle woman? All that space and distance gets. Say that. <laughs> If you get re entered in, it maybe starts a little bit. I really felt it, but I feel a little bit disconnected. <laughs> and then if you believe that, no. Oh, I've been feeling disconnected for the week. I went, I did something, now I feel close to connected again. But if I, I realize when I stop doing that, I'm farther, you know, and then it starts playing its little game. You're somewhere other than here people if you see that whatever presenting as your voice as your representative is not you yeah as if it was Stanley's voice talking to you or Stanley implying that you're close to the truth, yeah and your name is Jim there'd be no your interest and attention wouldn't immediately go to that little phantom and then illuminate it with God's light and make it seem real. You know, it would just stay dispersed. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Then you can do Buddhism or do whatever you want to do. If you like to meditate, go meditate. Yoga is great. Take care of the body. It allows you to be here longer. That's it. That's what's what's been driven, yeah, to be here. There's no contradiction. It only becomes contradictory when selfing gets implied to it. Why do I need to do anything if I'm not anything? You never did anything to begin with. See? But as soon as it's introduced to the topic, it starts having opinions. Well, why am I doing things to improve myself that there isn't a self? Because you have no fucking say in the matter? That's why. It's just the way the the conditioning is expressing. I'm in there somewhere. No, you're not. It's just seeking for relevance. You have to realize it. What, What it's begging for and seeking for is relevance. That's what it's begging for. It's, some, it's a mental apparition that does not truly exist, so its sense of existing is based on relevance. Yeah? It wants to be relevant. So everything about knowing the truth, it has to be the one who decides that. It has to write itself. And it has a habit, it will keep trying to write itself into everything. Into nothingness, I'll be the thing that says no to nothingness. Or I'm the thing that's saying yes to no nothingness. It's constantly, maybe as a footnote. It doesn't matter. As soon as it creeps on the page, it infects the whole scripture. It'll be a footnote or an appendix or somewhere. Well, but wasn't it because you went to all these teachers that this happened? Ding! Don't you see that you meditated and therefore that meditation led you to this ding! Relevance! Yeah! Come on up and get your prize! Here's a whole load of selfing. Come on, you'll be special someday. Come on up here. You're relevant once again. It was you that brought this about. (laughs) And maybe it was, in this appearance, but in fact, no fucking way. How could you as nothing produce a something? Yeah, it's impossible. It sounds like it's ego death, but it isn't really. It's really life. It's really an incredible... The sense may be first deflation, yes, but then it's almost like then, then there's an explosion. Yeah? You're free from the bondage of self, you're free from it. Mind is like now free range. It's roaming around, doing that this. It doesn't sense anything as it's time, so it can share or not, doesn't matter. Uh, well, bets are off. And then you find out. You find out what it's like. So when you hear about freedom, you may have a real good clarity about it, and I'm not buying that one. No way. I don't want that freedom. I can see where it's leading me. Subscriptions and engagements. No, 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 no. Because now you have a sense of what a lot of people are talking about. You get a sense of it, and you become your own authority, you know. Not mentally, but in your gut. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. One hand's in the garbage can. It's really good. <laughs> Going back to my old days, I was moving around <laughs> in there. Somebody left some beer in there. <laughs> <A> can. <laughs> Is there any in there? All right. Get out of this meeting as fast as possible so I can go back to. Come on, no! Oh. What did I find? It's a bindle! No! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not OCDs and you have to go wash your ah, hands. Nice. Like, I know. <laughs> I feel better with my one hand in the garment. <laughs> <laughs> Who's germinating a germ? What? Who's germinating a germs. <laughs> so, any questions today? Just comes, you know. Sometimes it's information that that gets translated in concepts. Sometimes it's information that doesn't get translated in concepts. Even when it's translated in concepts, that's the envelope of it, but the message is not. It doesn't translate. It's just like a. Let's say if you if there was running water all the time, and then at one point it was turned up a little. And you get it and then it gets turned back to what it was like. So the normalcy is like this, and then suddenly it comes out, that's what's a download like. Yeah? There's just a rush of info. I mean, usually because of this, you know, because I'm in this. this is the seat assignment I have. Yeah? So I'll I'll get downloads so that in sort of infect how I present them. Yeah? Because I'm presenting the same thing for nineteen years. So you have the get different flavors obviously. So it gives it the same, it's the same message, but hopefully it's, it's presented There's a little different flavor with it. Those are like the downloads. And then some things get accented more than others. Like a couple, like one, of the, when I first really sensed it strongly was I was in recovery, yeah? And I used to do a four step inventory, a, a four step workshop on this book on one chapter called How It Works, which is the description of just that How It Works program. Yeah? And I did it for years, every Monday night while I was in this country, and over, in other places too. On years and years, so I went over this one chapter many, many, many times during the, the talks. Then something happened with the idea you know, of the constructive life in here. Yeah? A big download occurred. And when I came back to sort of share the same old meetings... The word self was totally different. When I saw the word self, big downloads started to come. And what all the downloads distilled into was I am not that, nor is anyone else. Yeah? It's not I'm not that like a special self, but nor is anyone else. Yeah? And so that's what I like a download to me. And then the downloads come, sometimes it's just downloads, like I say, it's just feeling a you know, sense. But a lot of times they translate. So I get interested in one idea, one way of looking at this, like playing God or, uh, you know, wave and ocean. There's just different things start happening. And it's just basically attempting to share uh, a way of look, sort of like tickling the mind unto itself in a sense, yeah? So touching its structure and hopefully it gets to its quote-unquote skin, Yeah. The conditionality you go through, it and then you t- but you touch mind, and that's the message. Mind starts waking up, yeah. Not waking up as this. It's already done that. That's called this place. It's woken up as this, and to be this, it's got to be seemingly awake, yeah. <laughs> but it woke up to this. So we're touching the conditional mind with the hope that it will hit the skin of mind in a way, so mind can go get a hit, hey, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that. And that's all it needs. Once it sees I'm not that, you can be free of it. Right now, it thinks it has to make it better and therapize it and somehow work with it, you know. It's, just a, it's really, there's a relevance constantly given. But if I'm not that, you can be radically free. Yeah? It's a whole different ballgame. At least that's how it works with my mind. As soon as I entertained, I'm not that, the next thing my mind entertained, hey, I can be free of it. Yet yeah, it had never been able to entertain that for years. It always entertained to be free as it, because it was identified, and that was the defeat. You know? But then it could be, a, I can be free from it, and that was when it started really getting good. And it was funny, because it sort of, it got really good, and there was less being done, so to speak. I wasn't doing anything to maintain any condition, yeah, I wasn't promoting any condition, I didn't, wasn't doing much, and, I, and I've been on that path of doing less almost for years now, <laughs> and yet the less I seem to do, the clearer or the more available, you know, it's just a way of saying it, more available that it seemed to be. So it's sort of like the exact opposite of what we're conditioned to move as here. When I believe when we're moving towards things, we're really, in a sense, moving away from nothing. Yeah. And so it changed the. In other words, all my directions were way off. I mean, north is south and west is east. It was just really that extreme. And this, this download started shifting all that with no effort or thought on my part. You know, I was just like the laboratory. Really. And life was the was the exam. You know, just living and downloads keep happening. And they don't they don't stop. The water's constantly running, but downloads will also occur. Does so, that help you with it? <laughs> yeah, no. I don't either. It's yeah. good news. But yeah, I so I don't know. It's working. What can I say? At least you know. And I hope I hope it'll help you guys. That's the point. <laughs> I come here because I like to share it because it's like. If you saw a great movie, you know, you want to share it with people. You know, it it's like a natural impulse here. As an action figure, I have that conditioning Today, hey, this is really cool. I'm not like, fucking hide it. Like, if it was Coke, I would. <laughs> you know, out there. But this is, you have it by giving it away. Yeah, that's how you have it. Have you ever read The Course of Miracles? You know anything about that? Course, One of the main thrusts of The Course of Miracles, which I was engaged with... Um, you know, you, you have it by teaching yeah. Let's say you receive the invitation by inviting others. That's like the that's, the, Rick, that's like the, one of the best ways to uh, reinvigorate let's say the download is by putting it out there yourself. Giving it away. Yeah, yeah So sort of like giving it away. You have it by giving it away. paradox. Well, it really isn't a paradox when it starts happening with you. You see the beautiful clarity of it all. You actually do have it by giving it away. Yeah. If there's any owning or privatizing it, it's not. That's not it. And it's been conceptualized. So now nothing's been made into something. But when you're having it, when you have nothing, you can constantly give nothing away, can't you? But that's where it starts at. <laughs> And it ends there, also. It's the same all the way through. Well, the paradox for me is I didn't know what it was, but once I had it, I still didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, in this case,
0: you still keep not knowing, but then you realize that's knowing. <laughs> the higher form of knowing is not knowing, and then it's all done then because now you're in the state of not knowing. So yeah, it goes through that. You have it. you didn't know you have it. You give it away, then you know it. Then that changes also. So I don't know. Then it's free sailing because there's no claiming or owning or privatizing. Once you privatize and, cause and make it seem like it's not available to them, it will not be available to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the way it works. As you judge so out, you'll be judged. So if you judge others as being different, you'll be <laughs> you'll be judged the same way. <laughs> That's why if you take a position, you better buy some insurance, because you're going to probably fall. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop thinking you've arrived somewhere, you better pack up your bags, you're going to be leaving. <laughs> Usually rudely. <laughs> so it's like, the sense of landing is you never land. Yeah. The sense of security is insecurity. The sense of landing is you never land. That's the sense of being at home, is you're, you're homeless in a way. Yeah, it's weird. I'm being homeless out here, but yeah. That's the real to me the state of security is insecure. Totally insecure. I don't know. Yeah. And you can really rest in that. It's a very reliable place to rest, is you don't know. And then it puts you in a position of finding out. And life is very happily willing to reveal itself by finding out all of its secrets are hidden when you think you know really if you think you know what's going on you deaden the whole process by your knowing but if you're open to it and you find out it can be really it's very vital you know there's a juice around it and and it feels like you know it's like it's really cool to be alive here where before when I was out there I was hoping I'd die from every shot I took at the end big shots of coke. I had no value because it didn't seem to be valuable. But now, just the sense of being here has value in a way. I honor this opportunity. Because in a way, you get to know us by being sharing with others. Yes!